0: Welcome to the Fox Pro Podcast. Brought to you by Fox Pro Game Calls.
1: Here we are again. Welcome back to the Fox Pro Podcast. On this episode, you guys have John Collins and Fox Pro General Manager, Mike Dillon. And we're going to be discussing the history of Fox Pro. Mike, how's it been going, man?
0: It's been going good, John. How's everything been going for you down there?
1: I've been, uh, been going pretty good here. You know, we actually got to spend a few days coyote hunting together here. What was it, a couple weeks ago had, uh, had Zach with us, your son, Zach, and I thought it was a pretty good trip, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, we did. Anytime that you get out in the summer and get to call some coyotes in with John Collins and some, or John and, you know, Jeff Ryder with his dogs, man, it's always a fun trip. So yeah, I, I had a, I had a good time good eating too but we we won't say the restaurant but we know where we're talking
1: about oh right? yeah it's always always good coyote call on that country and and it, whether the coyotes are coming good or not we always we always eat good like you said had good company so you know it's it's hard to have a bad time when we all get together and uh uh get out there and try to call some coyotes in that's for sure
0: yep absolutely right
1: and, and you know what it was fun having zach along with us too it was you know uh I've been on a couple trips with Zach, and the Collins has been so-so, uh, but this time we actually had coyote trolling in, got to see Zach kill two or three coyotes, so I know he had a good time.
0: Oh, I know Zach had a good time, and for me, it's great to see him getting involved in some of this stuff, you know, that that that, that we do. You know, you take such an interest in Fox Pro, and he's been involved with it for a while now, and man, he's just... He's eat up with it, and yeah, he's he's doing really good for everything that he's doing.
1: You know, it's uh, Mike. It's always one thing. It's always stood out stood out to me with Fox Pro is is the family involvement with the company. You know, there's there's three generations of Dylans that work at Fox Pro. You know, your dad, yourself, of course, your brother Steve, and now your son Zach. What's what's that yep. like having a family atmosphere there at work?
0: Well, you know, we're blessed to be able to have a family business doing what we're doing, you know, and getting more of them involved is great. Jace is actually down there. Um, he's, he's been doing some surface mount stuff. He's back running that. In fact, He's going to do the same thing that Zach did. Zach took his senior year and did a co-op program where he was just going into school for a couple hours a day and then coming uh, uh, down to Fox to work the rest of the day um, in the marketing department. Jace is going to do the same thing, but he's going to be back running the surface mount machine and learning all of that side of the business. So seeing the kids get involved, seeing, you know, the the, the entire family that's involved, it, it's just awesome to see, you know, we are definitely very blessed in, in, a, uh, what we do. So yeah, it's something I never want to take for granted.
1: That's that's exactly right. Well, let's, uh, let's get going. You know, Fox pro has a pretty cool history. You know, we talked about the family stuff there and I guess you could say, fair to say that it's an American dream come true. Uh, Mike, what what inspired the Fox pro game call?
0: You know, that, that's funny, John. I've always said it's the American dream come true. That's something I've always believed, you know? So the inspiration for Fox pro, I mean, in order to say, Hey, this, this is what the inspiration is kind of have to have the picture painted of what it was like for me. And my brother growing up as a kid, my dad is an electronics engineer, and my dad has such a passion for electronics. And this was a very, very early passion that he knew he had. Uh, Seven, eight years old, my dad would be underneath the shade tree down at the homestead where he grew up which, by the way, is only about a quarter of a mile from Foxborough. Uh, but he would sit underneath the tree and he'd read QST magazines at six, seven, eight years old. Twelve years. Or, and, and actually, prior to that, he was making these radios and doing some other stuff at a very young age. And then at 12, he got his first job and that was fixing TV's now
1: it's pretty crazy I as don't a twelve know you year know old. Many,
0: yeah i know when you're 12 years old i mean i don't know i know a lot of 12 year olds but i don't know any 12 year old that could go go fix tvs at the age of 12 oh, well, you're lucky and my,
1: you're lucky if you can get a 12 year old to help
0: mow the yard oh <laughs> i know absolutely right and my dad had to do it he came from a family of nine brothers and sisters uh, you know so he had to do this and he was the oldest to help you know, the family out. He had go to work himself at a very young age. So there was a very early work ethic put into him, but at the same time, a very early passion for electronics that stayed with him his entire life. I mean, to this day, he has that same passion for electronics so when I'm growing up I never got interested in electronics I mean I don't have that bug hit me to be you know uh, electronics minded that's just not my mentality I've always been more of a sports player you know outdoor hunter fisher doing all of these right, things right. outside you know and, and it just never fit with what my dad was doing you know my brother actually he he definitely has more of that electronics bug in him than i do you know he had a very early interest in electronics very similar to what my dad does i just i just never did i can remember going hunting with my next door neighbor At this age seven eight years old um, and carrying this heavy equipment this this uh, uh, you know used to use these big boom boxes with the removable speakers you'd take tape and cover the LED lights you know and then you had big lights back then that you would carry with you as well and I was tasked the job of light man but I also carried some of this equipment and I remember one night walking in to the garage Now, when I say garage, you're thinking a garage with cars and everything like that. You have to realize that our garage was not like that. Our garage was dad's makeshift lab. Like it had, there was shelves of electronics components everywhere. My dad used to to build these neophyte receivers and spectrum analyzers. And he was just doing anything that you can imagine electronics related he was doing. So I'd walk into the makeshift lab. AKA, garage, carrying this heavy equipment. And one night, my dad was in there and he looked at this stuff that we we're, that I'm carrying and he's like, man, there's got to be an easier way for you guys to take sound into the woods. You don't need to take this big, heavy equipment. And that moment, that, the, the, the thought, the idea of FoxPro was born then.
1: Right. That, that, now that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I can, you know, and I can visualize that as you're talking about it. you guys coming there tripping over cords and, and, and straining to carry all this heavy equipment. And, you know, and I can see your dad look like, my goodness, there's got to be something better than what they're doing. I might as well invent it myself. So I think it's oh, I mean, pretty you cool.
0: Imagine, I know back in the day they were taking, they, they were taking uh, uh record players. They used record players. Then they yeah. went to eight tracks. Then they went to cassette players then they want the cd players you know just just the, the the evolution of the electronic calling industry has really come around and really been evolutionized and and i and i can say that dad was the first one to actually revolutionize this i mean he's been oh, no
1: doubt no he's doubt. been
0: working on this for uh, i mean for so long he had the first Digital call. I mean, I know Burnham Brothers had a very early digital call too, but when they released theirs, I knew dad already had his concept. He just wasn't, he's still in the basement of his house. I mean, nobody heard of John Dillon or Fox Pro or anything at that right. point in time.
1: So uh, when when this happened, you know, when your dad, you know, saw you guys struggling with all this, this craziness, at what year was that approximately?
0: Oh my, well, let's see. That, I would have been... Oh my, I would have been eight or nine years old, seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere around. I don't have the exact year. And I am 50 as of Sunday. So you subtract 43 years from that. <laughs> what year is that? Not... <laughs> long time it would have ago. Been, well, it's don't 90s. ask me to no been math, like Mike. Late 70s, early 80s. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you uh, late 70s early 80s is because i was born in 72 so it would have been late 70s early 80s yeah, where the uh, the inspiration was made
1: that's, at that point. that is that is wild that is wild i was getting ready to tell you, you know don't be trying to ask me to do any math you you hired me to kill coyotes you, <laughs> i ain't no mathematician <laughs> well well mike tell us, tell us about uh you know i know there had to be some trials and tribulations and stuff you know just figuring figuring all this stuff out but what did the first prototype look like
0: oh my there was a lot of prototypes along the way so you know dad obviously the his first goal was to to create the 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 product on a breadboard you know basically a breadboard is you know to where you're just putting a bunch of parts together and seeing if you get it to play and he had a lot of different early iterations of the product. I mean, he had some, some non-remote versions that would, you know, fit in your back pocket with the little speaker um, that had its limitations, but he knew that that wasn't going to be loud enough for what the predator hunters would require. So he then found a larger speaker, a horn speaker. And the beauty of that horn speaker early on was that for, for the, the prey to sounds, the coyote vocalizations, you know the the very high majority of the audio range in those vocalizations fall within that horn speaker and the beauty of the horn speaker is it gets very loud compared to a cone speaker so dad had this you know this horn speaker attached he had this this uh, uh, pc board that he had made but i mean we struggled growing up just like every other family you know, that couldn't go out and get a mold made or anything. He was, he was, you know, hacking everything together in the garage with components that he could get. But then he walked into a Walmart one day and he found this Rayovac flashlight housing. And he looked at that and he, th- he thought to himself, I think I can make that work. I think this would be a great housing to use on my design that I have. So he bought one, took it home, you know, modified it in a way and, Stuck the unit in, stuck the speaker in, and that first Fox Pro was born in the Rayovac flashlight housing. You know th- that probably would have been back in the early nineties, maybe that he had that design then done in that Rayovac flashlight housing. That's uh, uh,
1: that's pretty cool. Now, how far away was the actual first Fox Pro production unit? I mean, was it pretty much the same same thing? What was the first unit unit number, unit model? And, uh, what so the, the very
0: first models that he had, one of the very first ones was the model 44. Uh, uh, the model 44, he called it. So it was a basically a four sound non remote unit. So you could put four sounds in yeah. it. You could play them. You know, pick your sounds. Uh, but he realized very quickly that there's limits to having just four sounds on a unit. Right. I mean, look at the units today. There oh, are man. guys that are putting you know a thousand sounds right. on yeah. their unit. You know, so four sounds back then was not a lot. So then, as it evolved, he went to a model 48, and then we went to a model 416, which is the same style unit in that Rayovac flashlight housing. but, you know, just added more sounds. And then we added some more features like the external speaker jacks, the external yeah, audio yeah. jacks it was that starting, you could add. Starting to decoy. evolve some there. That, that's right. Things started to evolve, you know, to where uh, you had some of these features. Then, of course, the remote control came with it back then. You know, the TX5LR was one of the first remotes that we had uh, for these units that would operate, you know, four, eight, 16 sounds you know just a few buttons on the front of the remote and then of course we had no lcd screen put them put on them at the time so you'd have to print out the sound list right, and cut it out right. put it on the back of the transmitter and you know that that was okay until you changed the sounds we we came out with the way that that person on that digital unit could actually change their sounds by buying uh, what's called a pg1 adapter right. we had those where you could plug it in record your own audio into these yeah. units, then of course you'd need to change the list. So you're new tables out again and, you know, putting everything on it to protect it from the weather. And, you know, we just kept evolving from there.
1: Well, well tell me about the, you know, these early units before you guys started, you know, going to market with them. How, how did the testing go in the field early on? Who who put the first units to work in the field to see if this was going to be a viable product?
0: So I remember my dad would actually go out and call fox. My dad actually worked well he worked at the uh, uh, a radio station. He was an engineer at a radio station, but then he also had another job to where he had some guys that were hunters too as he's doing this because back then when he started getting more into this, I'm at, you know, college and you know, doing different things. He had some other people that were hunters and he would give them to them, take it out in the field and try it and, and, you know, see how they worked out with it. And, you know, obviously they, they fell in love with this thing right away because they, they were even so used to taking out this, this heavy equipment, you know what I mean? And being right. able to hand them something in a, the size of a Ray of like flashlight,
1: take it a out pocket. in the field
0: and call it in. I mean, it, it is just, yeah. I couldn't imagine it these just,
1: guys going from packing, you know, one thing is the boom box deal. Those are big. But uh, you mentioned record players earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of these young guys at the list, you, you all don't have a clue how heavy these old record players were. I cannot imagine these guys, what they thought, going from a uh, packing a record player around to packing one of these compact Fox Pro units that they could literally stuff into a coat pocket.
0: It had yeah, to be just, that's right.
1: Talk about it, you know. It's just the evolution of the game call. It's uh, uh, just a new wave come crashing in so to speak it
0: it 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 was awesome it you know anybody that put their hands on this wanted this and i think dad knew very early on that you know hey he's he's got something here he would start to take those products down to the local harrisburg show which is a bit the eastern sports and outdoor show and he would start to sell them down there and then obviously more orders started coming in and when you ordered a fox pro back then They weren't sitting on the shelf ready to go. They were custom made, custom ordered. You know, you ordered it. You may get it eight weeks later, you know, 10 weeks later because dad was still working full time, you know. And then in the evenings and weekends, he would build these. uh, um, And then me and my brother start helping him build these um, in the basement of the house. He actually hired his first full time employee. Kathy Rothrock that worked in the basement of dad's house. She's still an employee today. Oh
1: man. That's, I, I remember seeing that on Facebook not too long ago, celebrating her work anniversary. And I thought, man, that is so cool. The very first employee that ever started for Fox Row is still working there today. I think it says a lot about the company itself too.
0: Yep. Yep, that, that's, yeah, we're definitely proud of that. We've got a, we've got a, not to get off on a tangent, but we've got a great group of employees. You know, we're very blessed with the employees that we have. We have a lot of long term employees, don't have a lot of turnover, you know, and, 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 you know, I think that does say a lot about the environment that we're able to provide oh, for work, definitely. but the company itself, we're very, we're very family oriented company, which, you know, the, you don't get that a lot anymore.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, i I just want to tell you thanks for bringing me into the family, into the workplace. It's, it's, uh, I guess, uh, it's a dream come true for me and I'm glad to be part of it. And, you know, I think it's, uh, that's another thing that stands out to me is about Fox Pro as a company is that, you know, the, the guys and gals that work there, we're, we're predator hunters, you know, the guys and gals in every department hunt and you actually use the Fox Pro products that we produce in the field.
0: Yes, that's, that's absolutely right. It doesn't matter if they're in the sales department, the service department or out on the floor, shipping, wherever it, it, it is just, you know, many of the employees, I'm not saying all of them, hunt, right. many of the employees down there are diehard hunters. They're eat up with this stuff. So they're able to put input onto things too, as we progress and come out with new products and the, you know, all of those things, it's great to have that kind of, passion in your employees that appreciate what it is that you're trying to do.
1: Right. You know, and, that, and that's the thing where, where there's so many hunters that's actually involved with the company is, you know, they're, they're developed by hunters, designed by hunters, tested by hunters. The, the whole from start to finish is done by hunters. Predator hunters. That's and
0: right. That. So. That, that That's absolutely right. And there isn't another company out there, John, yeah, well we're we're very proud that these things are made right here in America right um, where everything from the, the the engineering at Fox pro the uh, uh, surface mount placement at Fox pro the pc board layouts at Fox pro every single part put on a board at Fox pro I mean it's just people don't realize that until they see it, it, it and there isn't another company not only in the predator industry I'll say in the entire, Hunting industry that makes an electronic product made from start to finish right here in the USA. You know, and we're very proud of that fact. Yes, I know. We'll hear, we've heard this for years. Hey, some of these components, they're coming from China. Well, of course they are. We there there there's diodes, resistors, capacitors, microprocessors. There is nobody making them in America. They, they just don't you've got to outsource them and get them in from another location. We, we can't help that. They're, they're they come from all over the place. you know the, but most of them are number one American distributors that we're getting them from. So you know I, I just it, it is something that we've heard a lot of, but if they come and they see the way that our process is done, that argument will quickly no, go out of their no, mind,
1: no doubt very no. quickly. I've been I've been there on the floor many a times and you know and I've told people if you if you ever think that, meet me at Lewistown, Pennsylvania. I'll personally give you a tour through Fox Pro and if you can come back out and look any of them in the eye and say is there is not a made in the USA product and then, then you're you're lying to yourself and them. No doubt. Well
0: a- absolutely and, and I do think, I mean, and this is you know, not begrudging anybody that buys any other competitor's product, but I think somehow in their mind It justifies their purchase in a a sense, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not here to say, you know, don't buy anything else. I love competition. I really do. But I think for those people that make that argument probably have purchased a unit that was made in China and uh, are, are trying to justify it in their mind or to everybody else in some way.
1: Right. Well, you know, we're the, the product is proudly made in the USA. You know, we put that right on the box, and you do have to meet a criteria to be able to say that. I know it means a lot Absolutely. to you, Mike. It means a lot to me. And, you know, it's just uh, it just is what it is. Let's get right back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, we were talking about uh, uh, the first prototypes of the calls, um, testing them in the field, and you were talking about, your dad started selling those calls at the big Harrisburg show. Then I'm I'm assuming that uh, just the word of mouth of these calls being out uh, probably spread like wildfire, and probably really started picking up uh, for you guys having to you know start to figure out ways to to produce these calls more efficiently and faster to get them out the door.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, so that dad that the to go on with that story, Dad would take these down to Harrisburg, and I'll never forget a story Dad told me that uh, uh, Johnny Stewart—I'm sure many people, many of the listeners out there have heard of Johnny Stewart, right? Johnny Stewart yeah. used to be the name in the predator industry. Gerald Stewart was walking around this show. Gerald is Johnny Stewart's son, and he was pretty much, you know, the guy that was running uh, uh, Hunter Specialties and their advisor and all of this stuff he walked around and he saw dad's product and he came up to dad and he's like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, are you sure this is something you want to do? And dad's like, yeah, I think I do. Well, Gerald Stewart, actually Gerald told me this himself, you know, he went back to Hunter specialties and he's like, guys, I'm here to tell you right now, if there's ever a company you need to worry about, it's Fox pro.
1: Might be in trouble.
0: (laughs) We might be in trouble. Yeah. Because of what this guy's doing, it's an American made product. These guys got something really cool. And, you know, it just continued to take off from there, and and to be recognized so early by you know such a great pioneer in our sport like Gerald Stewart and Johnny yeah. Stewart. I mean, yeah. that's that's at, at at a very you know very infant age of the Fox Pro uh, uh uh story. I mean, it was just it's it's awesome. I that, mean, that is that's really that cool.
1: is pretty cool to see somebody like that and see the pro see your dad there at the product and and it catch their eye like that. Uh, it's it it really says something.
0: Um, it, it is. There were people that were saying back then, John, that Fox Pro will never be able to sell these in a Rayovac flashlight. housing. Right, right. They're not going to be able to do it. Right. Well, we did that very successfully for, for many, many years. You know, and, and if you look at most of the calls today. They have all been inspired by that Fox Pro flashlight look. You know, right. we, 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 we came out with, you know, future products. They still had that same look and ergonomic feel with the handle. And, you know, everybody started mimicking that look. You know, Fox Pro paved the way for all of the Predator products that are out there today with those first designs. And uh, we still hold true to some of those designs. Right. Now, right. we've gotten well, away from some of them a little bit, but... Right.
1: Well, that design speaks volumes. I mean, it uh, it's so efficient in the field. Uh, just ways you could you could carry it in with the handle. You could hang it off stuff. You could set it up on fence posts. Just a million ways you could use the call. That that uh, was just a tried tried and true. You know, after that very first version of it, you know, we had the FX3, the FX5, uh, the Fury uh, Fusion. All of them kind of had that same style, and you know, they were great units. Every single one of them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, they all had the two speakers. That was a big move. That was when when Fox Pro had evolved from the Rayovac flashlight housing. You got to realize when we were making those units. Every single part on those boards were placed by hand. I mean, oh man, I couldn't imagine was not stuffing efficient. your hand inside there. I, could, I don't
1: think oh. I get my hand in there.
0: Well, you, you'd, you'd populate the PC boards first, and you'd put everything together before stuffing it in. But I'm talking each of those, the microprocessors, the the the, the uh, capacitors, resistors, every part was put in there by hand
1: and you did and, and you did that stuff yourself didn't you mike I mean, when did you oh, start yeah. working with your dad and, and starting to realize that dream of fox pro when did you start and you were building calls and all that kind of stuff
0: so for me that it probably started for me about 20 years ago to where I, I at the time i was a body shop manager i was running a body shop um and i would come up to dads in the evenings and weekends and help him uh do these things, you know, take phone calls, just just do a number of different things, trying to help them get these things made. And then I remember when dad took his early retirement from where he was working to come full time to do what he was doing. When he did that, then I did that also. Then I came and cat and me. Kathy and dad were the, the first three full time employees at Fox Pro that that, you know, started doing stuff. Dad would would you know, design these units, I would help build them. Kathy would help build them. But then I started really doing more of the marketing and the advertising and, you know, all of those things to try to really propel Fox pro and to really, you know, get it out into mainstream media.
1: So when, when was the company, is it 1993 when the company was officially founded, so to speak?
0: That's when, yeah, that's the date that we put established 93. But, I mean, it goes all the way, way back to the early that. 70s. Yeah. It, it, it really does. It goes back before that. But trying to pick the date that a company was established, what do you pick? The right, date the right. first one's made, the date the idea's inspired. You know, it, it's so hard to pick that starting date. Of, right, right. You know, exactly. is it the first prototype that Dad had that really wasn't uh, uh, in the Rayovac flashlight housing? So, you know, they, they, trying to pick that date. But we put established 1993 just as just as a, a date to have to right,
1: use. Right, well, we was mentioning some of the other uh, other units there just a minute ago. Let's talk about the evolution of the units a little bit. And, uh, you know, you was talking about going into the Rayovac flashlight style deal. Uh, was the FX3 the first actual molded unit, Mike, or was there another call before that?
0: No, the FX3 was the very first molded unit that we had. Uh, made And that was a big deal for us because molds are very, very expensive to get made. Um, I, I mean, you're, you're just a, a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get these molds made. And it was but we knew that if we were going to continue growing at the rate in which we were, not only did we have to do something to make them go together quicker, but we also had to continue to Uh, um, take the evolution of the call to a different level. So that FX3, yes, that was the the very first mold that we have gotten made. But that FX3 also came with two speakers. It came with the the front horn speaker and it came with the rear cone speaker. And why do you do that? Well, that was very, very early on. We knew what some of the shortcomings were going to be of just utilizing a horn speaker. Again, I mentioned earlier to where the horn speaker reproduces the high majority of the audio range of prey distress sounds of coyote vocalizations, but it doesn't reproduce them all. When you start adding, you know, the cone speaker, which has, you know, a much better frequency response at certain, uh, certain pitches, it makes sense to start making the sound sound better by giving it a speaker that can actually reproduce the fuller content of right. all of those sounds.
1: Right. And that's, I'll tell you something else that, for me that's cool to hear this type of stuff is the FX three is the first unit I ever ran. And, and another cool thing about it is I remember getting it, getting the call in, uh, playing with it a little bit. And then one evening after I got done working for my dad farming, I said, I was going to make a coyote stand with it. Very first stand called a coyote up with the Fox pro FX three that I ever oh, heard, that's. I it and so I thought, and now of course today and talking about the evolution Now, you know, I've run many calls in between the FX3 and today, you know, now all the way up to the the X-Series units. And there's been so many great units that have come out over the years. Is there any of those units that really stand out to you, Mike, that like took the next step after the FX3?
0: Well, I would say after the FX3, and and one thing I do want to mention about that FX3 before I go on from that into some of the future products. That that FX3, if if you remember me saying that in the 416s you had to buy a PG-1 adapter to record the sounds into it, Mm -hmm. that all changed with the FX3. FX3 came at the USB port that you could just hook it up to your computer and download everything right into the unit. So as we progressed, we, I mean, obviously using these products ourselves, we we realized what it is that we could do to make Make these products better. better. Absolutely. And that was a big hiccup with some of those early units that you had to. In order to change the the sounds in it, took a PG-1 adapter, changing the label. We changed all of that with the FX3, you know, that the ease of downloading sounds. Right. Um, but to answer your question, I think to me the next product that really – after the FX3 and then, of course, you know, you went to the FX5 and some of these other units, but the next unit that really I think – uh, um, made a difference Was that shockwave oh You my know the shockwave Truckloads with the shockwave I love the, that the, unit uh, you, So here you're taking two speakers Two horn speakers Two tweeters to reproduce the high end Movable speakers That you could point them in whatever direction You want And more importantly That TX-1000 remote control Oh man the The TX-1000 even today sets the standard for remote controls anymore with everything that you can do with it. I mean, with all of the features that we put into that TX 1000, you know, the Fox pitch to where you can manipulate the sound of a rabbit distress or a coyote howl to go from a high pitch to a low pitch, the Fox fusion. I don't think people really understand just how hard that Fox fusion was to do taking two sounds at once and being able to play them. Yeah. You're going to, there's been other units that have done that. You know, that that you press two buttons and you play two sounds at once. The difference is that they were the exact same file type. Everybody knows that on these shockwaves, you could put an MP3, you could put a wave, you could put a 16 bit or an FXP sound file in there. Now you're taking two different file types and playing them together. That was a big feat that I don't think people really understood how hard that was that don't know anything about electronics or audio electronics, taking those two different file types and doing that. That was, that was pretty cool. And that's why, you know, Fox is one of those things that I'm, I'm really proud of. I love the fact that you can take these two sounds and mix them together and just create, scenarios that you can never create before well,
1: that 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 shockwave and the tx1000 remote were definitely you know i see i view them as ahead, ahead of their time you know and we've actually seen you know and the shockwave itself is still relevant today it's still an awesome unit and you know we've actually seen that unit tried to be copied off of a little bit by by you know, other companies. So it kind of speaks volumes. Uh, oh, it's take it's all. one
0: thing along the way, John, that we have learned that we are going to be the company that everybody tries to mimic, and and uh, you know, I, I'm proud of that. You know, I I, I certainly don't balk at competition. I mean, I think competition is good. It keeps us on our toes. It keeps us, you know, making sure that we continue to do the things that we have always done. Standing behind the units, continue to make them here in America, continue to evolutionize with different products, you know, and and keep them in the rear view mirror. I mean, that's always been something that's been a goal of mine. You gotta keep them in the rear view. Right. You, know, you can't uh, you can't let them get ahead of you and they haven't done it yet.
1: Well, it's one of those things you know, somebody starts copying some of the stuff you're doing, it's actually pretty flattering. You know, it means you're doing something right and you're leading the pack. So, you know, we've talked about some of the Fox features. We talked about Fox pitch. Talked about Fox Bang, Fox Fusion, and the evolution of the calls themselves. But, you know, one thing, we've got several different units in our lineup. You want to talk about that a little bit, Mike, and let, let the listeners know why we have so many units that are actually available in our lineup today?
0: That's a great question, John. I guess to sum that up, there are so many different types of predator hunters out there, you know, that you have to be able to offer a product, to every single type so you you've got the guys that are budget-minded budget-friendly they don't know if they're gonna like the sport don't really want to invest a lot of money so we come out with some of the lower end units like the patriot in the inferno uh, that don't break the bank um, when you buy them but you're still buying a fox pro unit that's an awesome unit you know doesn't have all of the sounds doesn't have all of the features uh, but it's still a great entry tool for those guys to get into, we'll you know, if there's
1: plenty of coyotes, plenty of Fox, plenty of Bobcat, whatever you're wanting to call in, those units will call that stuff in for you. No doubt.
0: Well, I've done that, I, here, here's what I'll say about those units now, like the Inferno and the Patriot. They have more features than those first calls that we came right, out with 20 right. years ago that were selling for over five, $600. Right, you know what I mean? Right. They've got more features, better sound, you know, everything, Uh, better than what those original units that we were coming out with you you know 20 years ago for 200 bucks or under you know it's just it's just for us to be made right here in the usa and to be able to put those products out at that price point man i don't think people really appreciate you know the, the the feat that that takes you know it's it's they th- these units are very costly to build
1: right right well you know we like you're talking about it started out with the Rayovac style design with with the fox pros guts inside there and the horn speaker and now today we have the x series that's what i'm running today i know you love the x series mike running the x24 x2s the x wave you want you want to talk about the x series a little bit how we've kind of
0: oh yeah yeah I'll talk about the X series, but you know there, there's so many other units that that we have. I mean, I started with the the Patriot, but then of course you got the units like the Hammerjack, oh my which gosh. is
1: Hammerjack, great a mid- call.
0: It, it it's a middle of the road call. It's got more volume than the Inferno or the Patriot. It's got more features. It's got the attached decoys. You know, all of those things comes and that with, unit comes with right a
1: rechargeable there. battery pack. That's a great unit right there. Got a nice
0: remote. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a great remote. I mean, I, my preference on the remote is the TX-1000, but I'm a more advanced predator hunter than some of these other guys. They don't, until somebody really gets in and uses it, they don't appreciate all of the features that some of these units have. Maybe, even some of the diehard predator hunters I know today, they're not feature-oriented. They don't really care about the features, right? right. There, There is such a wide gamut of, the hot buttons for specific uh, predator hunters. Some, some guys are driving nothing but volume. They want the loudest volume that you can get. Others are concerned with portability. They want to be able to put it in their pack uh, to carry with them so they're not, you know, breaking their back whenever they're taking it out into the field. And others only care about features. I mean, there's just so many triggers on people that you can't have a one call does it all. You right. just you, you just can't. It,
1: and You've got to be. I have to apologize to everybody out there too. I, I just mentioned, we were talking about the hammer jack and was talking about, I said it had a rechargeable battery pack to come with it. I was, I'm wrong. It's That's the hijack.
0: That's the hijack. The hijack yes. is the a hijack. I was going to correct you yeah, on that. The hijack comes that? with the lithium yes. battery and the hijack is a great, I, I don't think until people listen to that hijack. So that hijack is basically a portable calm like the, the, the spit or the, uh, the, uh, Patriot in the Inferno, very portable, but yet it's got a ton of volume because we put a lithium battery in it, larger amplifiers, that thing will scream. I mean, obviously yes. it's not going to get as loud as some of the bigger speaker units, but that I, thing is an I awesome i tell you unit. what,
1: it, it will surprise you. I actually ran that call some back this past winter in late winter, like in February, and called, had some really dynamite uh, stands with it. It had some really good call-ins that unit is small. You can literally th- stick that thing in a jacket pocket like we were talking about earlier. It has a decoy on it, has, has a really nice remote. It kind of has a, it's a it's a TX-1000, right? It just has some yes, of the buttons. Yes, that comes on.
0: with the yeah. TX-1000, yes. Yep.
1: Has, has the rechargeable battery pack, and that unit is super, super unit. I mean, if Mike, if you told me that You said, John, I want you to use use this hijack for this year. You can't use any other unit. I'd be totally fine with that because it is an (laughs) awesome unit. It's just a great little unit. It really is.
0: It it is. It's an awesome unit, great compact unit. Again, it's one of those items that a guy that wants features and volume, but portability check we've got it yes, you know what I mean great it, 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 whatever you whatever it is you think you may want uh we probably have I mean big I the predator hunting industry is the one that we obviously cater to so we're going to make sure that we are able to put out all kinds of different products to reach each style of predator hunter out there right
1: right so we talked about the patriot inferno hammerjack which does not come with a rechargeable battery pack I misspoke on. It. It's the Hijack. The Hijack's a great unit. Now we've got the X-Series, right? Or have I left a call
0: out, Mike? No, the, well, you got the – yeah, no. The, the X-Series are the latest uh, uh, units that we have brought out, and that X-Series is a great line. I mean, obviously, when you look very quickly at the X1, the X24, the X2S, you're going to see the same speaker. It's a larger speaker than what we have used before in some of the other units. We had units that were very similar in the past, like the CES 24. You know, and people that the die-hard predator hunters loved those units because they were they they were very loud with that larger speaker. Right. And and that's what that was the the um, uh, the the idea that sparked that X series was taking that CS24 and evolutionizing it as well giving it a modern spin you know putting better drivers and stuff in it giving it the legs that allow you to get it off the ground including the lithium batteries with them so when you look at the you know that line of units again you got the X1 the X24 the X2S Utilizing the same speakers and horns and drivers, you know, it, it, they're all great audio producing units. Uh, they all have the, you'll notice on the front of them, they got the tweeter built right in Though the horns that we are using in those units or horns that have a wider frequency, uh, frequency response than some of the other horns that we, smaller horns that we have used before. But now you still add the high end frequency response by adding those tweeters right in the center cone of all of those units. So it, it, they're just, they're an awesome unit. I love the new X series. Again, being able to get it elevated off the ground was huge because not only does that help with your sound dispersion, but that's also going to help with your remote operation. Uh, and and that's true with any unit. If you get any kind of elevation on any unit that uses a remote, you will get a better remote control response from it right, as well. Right, right.
1: Well, that uh, kind of covers the, the evolution of uh, calls from start to where we're at today. Uh, i got another question here for you, Mike, and it goes with the company here. Uh, number one and customer service, what does that What does that mean to you, Mike?
0: That means so much to me uh, and to everyone at Fox Pro. So one of the things that I said very early on, what, one of the things that we've always done with our customers is we've always taken care of that customer first. As companies historically get bigger, they tend to forget those things that propelled them to where they're at. And usually it's by providing good customer service. That's one of the things that I pride myself on, pride the company on, that we didn't forget the customer along the way. You know, we're listening to those customers, not only today with the evolution of the products, taking all of their feedback and making sure that we're coming out with the products, but we're also making sure we got their backs by standing behind these units for them, going out of our way to make sure that. Every customer is a happy customer and you're not always going to do that. There's always, you're talking electronics. You're going to have issues, right? But it's how you take care of that customer and how you take care of that issue. And that does mean so much to me. The customer service has been near and dear to me for so long.
1: Awesome stuff, Mike. I, I got a couple, maybe three or four quick hit questions for you here before we wrap everything up. What is your favorite Fox pro unit? of all time?
0: Oh, John, uh, see each one for me, it's different than you, right? Well, so they're all your, me, ba- they're
1: all your babies. So
0: they, they, <laughs> they, they all have they, a special place, but <laughs> each one, I would say for a different reason, right? right? Yeah. Like if I'm the predator hunter, I'm going to pick the one that may be the most successful or maybe, uh, 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 maybe makes me a better predator hunter or whatever it is, you know, I, I could see how they would pick their favorites right. from there. But for me, it may have a lot to do with how it changed the company, right. you know? So right. I would say one of my personal favorites still today for that reason is the FX3. Awesome. That was a big, awesome. big jump in the Fox Pro company history is that FX3. Then it would probably be followed by units like the, Uh, shockwave, but then also taking those original wildfires and spitfires that we were able to offer for under $200 with more features than the units that we were selling for $600. And those units meant a lot to me because uh, of what they meant for the company. Right.
1: Let me ask you this question then. Yeah, Cause that's really good stuff. And I think it's a great answer. And I like, I thought it was really cool, cool to hear how you, how you did answer that. Cause I can definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, but let's, let's take it a little step further. Let's say me and you're going to go hunting this weekend. Uh, what call are you taking? Um,
0: I like the X2S. All <laughs> right. X2S. So the, the X2S is my call and what I like about the X2S and, and, and I get that the X2S is more than the x 24 The X2S, has that Fox fusion, has that ability to play those two sounds at once, which mean a lot to me. I like being able to create scenarios, you know, not only am I going to play that rabbit distress, but guess what? I'm playing that rabbit distress and I'm going to slowly bring up a coyote growling or add some coyote barks to add more realism to that stand, you know? And if I don't have those sounds created as a single file, you're never going to be able to, to duplicate that that's uh,
1: definitely a really cool feature that i don't think a lot of people i shouldn't say a lot of people i think there's some people out there that don't realize how grave a feature that is and don't take advantage of it because just stuff like mike said you can actually you know if you're wanting a, a some type of say a coyote fight that you do not have you can take coyote growls and pup distresses play those two sounds at once and guess what you've got a coyote fight you can play a coon fight with with Coyote growls and coyote pup distresses, and you've got a a raccoon and a and a coyote fight. I mean, just so many different things that you know. You play two different rabbits at
0: the same time. I'll see, and that's one thing. I was like, a lot of times I'll play a baby rabbit, and then I'll bring in another rabbit to it, or maybe I play two different rabbits all together, or maybe I decide to play a rabbit and a woodpecker distress, yes just to give something different that these coyotes haven't heard before. These educated coyotes. That, that, that they haven't heard give them a new kind of sound you know altogether and there is no other feature out there that you could do that better with than fox fusion
1: right you so can that's actually why control I, I, actually control the volume levels of each sound
0: absolutely you have independent volume control of each individual sound as you're using that fox fusion so you know like in that scenario where i play a rabbit and i start it low and i bring it up then i bring some of those growls in and i start low and i bring that volume up I can do just the opposite. I can go as that growl is loud and that uh, rabbit is soft, I can go make that rabbit loud and the growl soft. I can just switch them around all the time. So complete versatility of playing two sounds at once, and that's why I still think my go-to unit is the X2S. I get the X24. It's a true 24-bit unit. And for those guys that want the ultimate in audio quality it's the X-24. I mean, it, it's the X-24, hands down, is a much better unit. But I also know that these Coyotes, they were coming in years ago, those record players and things like that, 4-bit, 8-bit, 16-bit sounds. You know what I right. mean? Like, they're coming into those sounds. They're responding to those sounds.
1: And, and, you know, and, and, yes, and comparing, and comparing the, the two units, you know, saying that the X-24 is better, it, it – for some people, it may be better, but for other people, like say for me, for instance, I like to, I like both units. I use both of them quite a bit, but I tend to grab the X24 more just because of my style of calling. But right, Mike is yeah. saying he he actually grabs the X2S more because of his style. He likes to mix those sounds more often. And plus with the X2S, you also have uh, the Bluetooth feature as well. That I think's worth That's doing. right.
0: And not obviously on a stand, I don't use that Bluetooth feature much. I mean, what's cool about that Bluetooth? If I got the unit with me and I'm on a trip somewhere and I need to use an external speaker for listening to the music on my phone, guess what? Got I Bluetooth it right to the X2S, and there I've got a a unit, that, a, a, a portable jukebox right there. There that's, you go. You know, portable external speaker right there. So it's it's a multi-win for me.
1: Well, Mike, tell us about uh, you know we're, we're going hunting this weekend you know just theoretically i wish we was going hunting this weekend but uh, <laughs> you, you've got your x2s out there Watch your top three sounds tell us what your top three sounds oh. of all time that you've had so much success with because you know mike mike guys mike has done it all he's hunted from the east coast to the west coast he's been up north he's been down south he's literally done it all he's called in man what cows, bobcats foxes oh, yeah. my,
0: my goal is to shoot a coyote in every state that has them so there's 49 states that have them my goal is to get one in every state and i'm going to hit that goal it's just a matter of when but you know you're asking a very very loaded question I am, Sean, I am. because but there are so three many top
1: three sounds
0: <laughs> top three, okay what time of the year well, i mean it, uh. if i'm going this time of the year i'm probably going to be using some more coyote vocals even still now i mean i'm gonna i mean you're getting to yeah. be august let's, this let's do uh,
1: let's do uh, let's do fall let's do like november uh november through mid-december
0: all right well i can tell you uh, that that's two right off the top of my head lightning jack coyote pup Stress number three you know th- those two by far but here on the east coast i would also have to add in that baby cottontail the b-a-y b-e-e cottontail there is just something about that sound that is when you start to play it you get in that mode where you're you're you know you're you're you're, you're you're looking harder you're getting ready for the shot that's right
1: so hey that's pretty good sound you got baby cottontail cottontail distress sound you got lightning jack which is a which is a awesome jack Raptors sound and of course uh the infamous the legendary pup distress number three and i would That's i right. would That's go to say three. probably those three sounds arguably are probably in the top five of all time of what sounds have actually called in the most coyotes across the country. Oh,
0: I would have to say so too. As long as they have been out, as long as they have been used and as many people that have used them, absolutely. You know, and, and that's one thing too. A lot of people are like, well, you know, we can't use that lightning jack anymore because oh, oh they're good. educated to that sound here. Here's, here's one thing I want to tell everybody out there listening today. If you are playing a rabbit sound, I don't care if it's lightning jack. I don't call it whatever rabbit sound you want. And you educate a coyote to that sound. Guess what you've done? You have educated that coyote to every single rabbit distress sound He's out educated. there. Not that lightning jack. He's educated to every single sound out there. So, you know, they say, Oh, we can't use that sound again because they're educated to that sound. Right, no, that is right. not true. That is that 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 is something that I've heard for so many years that have drive that drives me crazy when I hear that. Well, they're educated to every sound out us, there. Mate
1: lightning jack steel definitely works we actually i actually used that sound i, I kind of went away from it you know we had new sounds mike you know we got great sounds like mr mccottontail mrs mccottontail all these new rabbit sounds that we come out with a couple years ago so i was really running them through their paces well this past winter you know i said you know maybe i need to start touching back on some of these older sounds that used to produce uh, so well for me and and start mixing them back in well guess what just dynamic calls in with lightning jack called in a bobcat this past winter right here in kentucky with lightning jack called in numerous coyotes and if you guys don't believe me go to fox pro hunting tv you can watch it on roku carbon tv youtube mo tv you can see all those hunts these coyotes come charging in the lightning jack just like they did when the sound was first introduced i mean it's a great sound
0: Well, and I think we've got with all of the sounds that we have in the library, the thing is that these predator hunters do anymore is they're going and they're asking everybody, what's your go to sounds, right? right?" right. And, you know, sounds that have been popular like Lightning Jack, I think it got popular very early on. But let's say it was, you know, we've got so many, so many awesome rabbit sounds, snowshoe industry, snowshoe HP. Oh, man. You know, if if that sound. If people really started talking about that sound, I guarantee it that th- that sound would have just as much success as everybody else with lightning jack because they are following what people are suggesting. So lightning jack was suggested early on and then everybody just started using it. You know how it is, John, when you start using a sound, you get success. You stick with the same oh, sounds. Yep. 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 I do the yeah, same. And, and, and then when do you today. don't start having success, you blame the sounds, you know, you know, oh, that sound, okay, right. this is the cause. That's not, that's not always the case. That's that's not the oh, case at all.
1: And you're right. There's so many good rabbit sounds that we have. You know, I've called in so many coyotes and bobcats and foxes. I mean, just baby cottontail, baby cottontail 2, DSG cottontail, adult cottontail, all the snowshoe hare sounds you just talking about, snowshoe hare 1, snowshoe hare 2, 3, HP, Jackrabbit Distress. I mean, just keep going on. And of course, the newer sounds, Mr. McCottontail, Mrs. McCottontail, which I've been saying for the last couple of years, that I think may be the single best bobcat calling sound ever recorded i mean it's well and and
0: again here's what i'll say to that do you know why you say that because you like that sound Yeah. so when you're on a bobcat stand guess what you're using you're using that sound so every time you see a coyote coming into that sound it's like oh that sound is awesome if you would have tried another sound and you called it came right in Yep. Exactly right. Yep, that's right.
1: Man, I was Absolutely. talking with you know I was talking with Corey Groff uh, not too long ago. Uh, we just released that podcast, great podcast. Corey Groff is in Missouri, excellent, excellent coyote hunter. Corey's such a good oh dude, my man. Yeah, I love Corey. such a such great staffer guy. for us. And we were actually talking and said, you know, if if we think we've got a bobcat in a thicket out in front of us, two sounds that we're going to play because we've had so much success with them in the past on cats is KG Cottontail and Mrs. McCottontail. And and, and we feel free to tell you guys this because, Mike, I, I think I'm speaking for both of us here. Um, we want to see the guys out there be successful. We
0: don't have Absolutely. secret
1: sounds. We're going to tell you what we think our secret sounds are because we want to see you guys be successful with our products.
0: Yeah, and I think anybody that sells sounds is going to be that same way. I mean, I know Tory Cook would be the same yes. way. They've got an amazing sound library. So glad to be, be uh, in with those guys, Great partner, but he's going to tell you the same thing. He is going to tell you the sounds that are going to produce for you, right? Because he wants you to be successful with those sounds. No doubt.
1: Well, we're talking about all these sounds, Mike, and you talked about your top three. What if, uh, what if I challenged you to go out and we'll, we'll use the same time frame, November, December, you know, late fall, early winter coyote stand. I challenge you to go out what's Whichever unit you wanted to choose, you're taking your X2S or, or whatever, and I said you could only have one sound on that call. What sound are you going to take to make sure you can call in a coyote? Just one sound.
0: You can only pick one. Wait, one sound for coyote only?
1: For coyote, We're talking about coyotes.
0: Coyote pup distress number three.
1: Awesome. Awesome sound. Awesome. Pup
0: distress number three. One sound, no distress, that time of year, any time of the year. You give me one sound any time of the year to use, Pop distress number three. Awesome,
1: great, great. I I would totally agree with you. All right, let me ask you this, then: What one sound would you pick if you were going to an area where you could call in coyotes, fox, and bobcat?
0: Coyotes, fox, and bobcat. and you, want, oh, and you wanted
1: to and you wanted to kill kill them all. You know, you want to call all of them in.
0: It it's going to be a rabbit distress. I can tell you that it's going to be one of our rabbit distresses. And I'm yeah one of the rabbit distresses that i like a lot and you know people will be like well, i don't have them in my area it doesn't matter i have no idea snowshoe hp would probably be the one rabbit that awesome. i would pick awesome. love that sound because it's a higher pitch than that jack rabbit mm-hmm. for the, the bobcats you know it's got that higher pitch sound and i could show you two cottontails that sound exactly the same i could show you two cottontails that sound exactly different the opposite that snowshoe, they don't know that it's a snowshoe. They, they just right. know there's something in distress right. that's rabbit in distress. So that, that you, if a, I, I would use that anywhere in the U.S. Yeah, and,
1: that's a, that's a, and guys, that's another sound right there that had a lot of success with out of the past. It, it's such a dynamic sound. It, it it increases and decreases in volume throughout the sequence. It's got those higher pitch stuff, got those squalling, uh few seconds of sound that come It's just a great sound, isn't it, Mike?
0: Oh, it's awesome. I've used it for years. Yeah, I love that sound. And they, the reason I chose that one, again, is because you said coyotes, yep. bobcat, yep. and fox. Yes. Bobcats tend to like those higher-pitched sounds, yes. and the Snowshoe H.P.'s got a little bit of a higher pitch sound to it than the Lightning Jack or Jackrabbit Distress or you know Baby Cottontail, any of those. Baby Cottontail would have been... Uh, That was, that was close, but it was, it was going to be snowshoe HP because I could broadcast it louder too than the baby cut.
1: I think it's an absolute great choice. We've been, uh, we've been on here for quite a while. We've almost talked for an hour. Mike must be, uh, it was pretty, pretty good. I'd like to, you know, about time to start closing out. And, you know, I'd like to say thanks to everyone out there who runs Fox pro game calls, Mike, huge thanks to you for everything that you've done for me, everything you've done for predator hunters and everything you've done for the predator hunting industry, I really appreciate it. I know everybody
0: else. Well, out there knows I, that. I appreciate that, John. But I appreciate you guys, all you listeners out there that have bought Fox Pros. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your trust in our product and the trust in the product name, uh, and and know that we'll always have your backs. And you know, we are still today continuing to evolutionize uh, evolutionize this market we've got some new stuff coming out can't say anything now right but we've got some great new products coming out here in in the future that i think will set that standard once again for uh, the predator market awesome
1: good stuff mike we hope everyone has enjoyed this episode and we hope you join us again right here on the fox pro podcast